4: I lost my tab that had my my recap. And I'm like, where's my... Distinguished distinguished
3: adventurers. Yes. Last time. (laughs) On Dungeon Drunks, we were in a cave, and there was this slimy, hairy thing attached to the ceiling. It had tentacles, but not the kind that you fantasize about, unless you do. And if that's your thing, it's okay. I don't want to know about it, though. (laughs) And those (laughs) tentacles chomped on Carlton, but Carlton did not die, and thanks to actually mainly a cupcake. Take it away, Lauren. I
4: kind of I'm just going to leave that in. And I'm going to pick up from there. I'll I'll add a few things to it. I will say that part of what saved Carlton was his friends, like Bernie telling the story of her middle name, trying to buy time and convince this creature to release their barbarian friend. The this creature, which eventually you figured out was some sort of strange Hannath, not a standard one, but something much more intelligent and much more cunning. It wanted knowledge, and it claimed that the group had trespassed into its home and offered to give more details about the tiny dragons below if only they would share their knowledge. However, negotiations turned sour, Carlton was bitten into unconsciousness, creature disappeared, and cupcakes happened. Fortunately, as Carlton is getting healed and everybody seems to be okay, there's this moment where you all had a chance to talk about what just happened, and then Carlton could feel the Belhanath probing into his mind for more information. So where we left off last time was the group is currently in a panic as they try to gather treasure from the floor as they think that this thing is nearby. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, also known as Obacrazy. And tonight I'm drinking more tea. Partially because right after this I have to go drive and pick up a package, mostly because I have delicious blackberry sage tea and now that I have it again I basically just want to drink it all the time. Bernie, what are you drinking?
3: Uh well, I'm finally better enough uh that I'm drinking at all something other than water or tea. So my fiance Steven plays magic with his friends and they do a beer bet and he actually won the beer bet this past week so he came home with some booze. Ooh. And so this is a <laughs> uh seasonally inappropriate but still awesome. I hope this is from Stray Dog Brewing Company, and uh, it is their Booyah Spiced Autumn Ale.
4: <laughs> oh, it's got a it's, it's it's got a ghost on it. It's not
3: like Booyah. It's got a it's ghost, booyah. and the ghost is wearing like a chain, and the chain where like you'd have the like the like fun, cool like dangly decker charm. I don't think rappers call it a charm. That doesn't sound (laughs) masculine. Uh, But you guys, the pendant, nope, they probably don't call it that either. Uh, Where you would expect a giant clock is instead. Instead, yes. Thank you. Where the giant clock ought to be, there's hops.
4: Aww. I think that's cute
3: and well thought (laughs) out. And I have not ever had it before, so. Live tasting. Ooh, it smells really good. Oh, my God. Okay, there is hops in here. It is a little hoppy, but, like, the spiciness makes up for it.
1: Nice. Spicy and hoppy.
3: It's got a great smell. Like, that's a weird thing to say, but it smells so good. I don't think that's
4: weird at all, especially for beer. I think the aroma is half the fun.
3: It's got good flavor. There is like the hoppy aftertaste, which is never my favorite, but I think the flavor is good enough that I don't mind the hoppy aftertaste, and I think that is the highest compliment I can give.
4: Excellent. Moving on. Jonathan, would you like to compliment your drink and tell us what you are drinking?
0: Uh, I would love to. Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Muscular And tonight, I didn't have much time to throw anything together, so I just threw myself together a bottle rocket. It is cola, it is uh, Fireball, it was concocted by our lovely Jules, and it is lo- it it delicious. It's one of my go-to drinks now. It, it's so good. It's
3: good, right? Uh, it's so good. We need so to get good. you some glass bottle Coke so you can have, like... A bottle rocket. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. uh,
4: also so. just Mexican cokes are
0: better. Yeah, I know, mm. I miss them. Uh, and tonight, shot of fireball to be consumed at the first casting of fireball or the equivalent spell thereof. It's dedicated to. Hey, Lauren, why don't you? Uh, why don't you tell us? Uh, tell us who this fireball shot is for.
4: So I, I have a small group of people that I would like to personally thank for reasons that you will find out eventually. Uh, basically, this is I, I put out a call for help on a couple different of social medias, let's say. And these people offered some amazing assistance. So when the Shadow Fireball happens, it will be for Eli the Mutt, number one, Gorum Wolf, Con Emeron, Mano, Funky Little Gunslinger, Agent Zero, Fenris 000, and Kestrel. I will let you know why, but if you've just heard your name, you already know why. So thank you.
0: That is certainly not ominous. Not ominous. it's I'll, I'll say this: ominous. it's
4: it's not ominous at all. You will you will enjoy it. I just cannot. There's nothing I can say that won't spoil it. So that shower fireball is for you. All right, and I guess we're moving on from there. Travancore,
1: what are you drinking? Guten Volk auf Faerun. Travancore's choice this <laughs> evening is once again the Leonard Kreutz 2016 Gewurztraminer Rheinheisen. It's a uh, white wine with a uh, bit of a dry finish, and uh, if you see this heavenly light shining on me, it's because today is the first day of Shubkono, or as I call it, Brown Lent.
3: Brown <laughs> Brown Lent. All right.
1: So in the Molokan Catholic Church and the Molokan Orthodox Churches, Lent does not start on Ash Wednesday, but rather sundown on Sunday, the Sunday before Ash Wednesday. So it's actually a fifty-day Lent. We feel extra guilty, I guess. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, like Mardi Gras has never really meant anything to me, at least not since I became an adult and realized my parents have been shaving two days off of Lent for my whole life because they like the idea of starting Ash Wednesday instead.
4: Hmm. Well, you know what? You you stick with your traditions. I think that's awesome. And you know what? Mardi Gras is really only important if you're in the city to do yeah. it.
1: Oh yeah, and I and I ate a ton of like Korean uh, food on Sunday after church. We did a lot of sort of young families gathering where I just sort of we all just sort of gorged ourselves on all this delicious bulgogi and uh spare ribs and uh Ooh. it was a yummy time for all.
4: Oh that sounds yummy. Alright, we're we're moving on because I'm super jealous. Carlton, what are you drinking?
1: So
2: I'm continuing the thread of uh drinking one of the shrubs that uh friend of the show Izzy got me. This time it is a ginger and lemongrass with white peppercorn. This is the same one that I took a shot of a little while back that was not very pleasant, but now I have diluted it the way it's supposed to be in sparkling water. And this time, I'm drinking it out of an Iron Giant tiki mug. Yes. <laughs> so let's go ahead and give this a little stir and a live taste. I apologize for any tippy-taps you hear. The uh, My faithful hound is behind
1: me.
4: Blue has returned from the Feywild to just hang out.
1: Yeah. No worries, he, my doggo. Oh yeah, my doggo has been walking, barking in the background this whole time. I had to mute. <laughs> it's
2: actually not bad. It's uh, less vinegary than the uh, one I had the other night, but yeah, really uh, kind of floral and citrusy notes. Which, you know, a little bit you can definitely taste the ginger in it, but Ooh. it is palatable.
0: It's it's sophisticated, like the person who gave it to you.
4: Aww. You know, it's not palatable and sophisticated. This room, this room that you are in, it is a giant room that's filled with treasure and up until moments ago is also filled with a evil Balhanath trying to get information, eat, both eat and get information. You're unsure. The Balhanath may not physically be in the room as far as you know, but Carlton can still feel its slimy tentacles rifling through the file cabinet of his brain as he is currently shoveling whatever he can from the pile of treasure on the floor into the bag of holding that you have. And Bernie had just taken a look around the room, had not seen anything amiss. What would you like to do?
2: While we're shoveling things in the bag and my hand is pushing stuff in, I'm going to say silver cat and pull out my silver cat of saving. Okay. And then I'm also going to then go rope and then start pulling out rope. And you know how like hemp and rope is like all the little strands I'm going to pull out one of the strands and kind of fashion it to make, like, a pendant with the silver cat so I have it on me.
4: Okay, I'll say, I'll say it'll take you a moment. You'll have to stop shoveling in order to do this, but that's yes. simple enough. That's going to take you a minute. I'm
2: like, oh, it's about to get bad again. I got to hurry is, up. What are you so doing, like Carlton? Why? Why? Why are you not shoveling? Because I hear uh tentacles, brain, head. What the fuck? <laughs> and you see the cat and it's all, like, lopsided. <laughs>
3: Wait, it's in your brain again?
2: I feel him rifling.
3: Jonathan, can you put me in his brain? Is that a thing you can do? Because we need to end not,
0: this. Not any more than I can already. You know Yeah, right now na- right now. That's this is what we got.
2: I'm also going to attack the air wildly away from my compatriots to keep my rage up.
4: So Carlton you said you're you're just attacking wildly. I'm into making the attacks,
2: air? thinking where I might feel like he is away from my compatriots to keep my rage up for okay. the next minute.
4: Oh, yeah, I guess it's, you do have to attack. I just attack, have to make an you... attack.
2: I don't have to hit anything. So I'm All just right. swinging wildly.
4: Then you need to make an attack roll. Uh, Travancore, what were you about to ask?
1: I was going to try and see if I can get a bead on one of the entrance to see if it's actually in this room. Like if there's any indication that it would be there.
3: Sure, I would love a perception check from you. And Bernie, what were you asking? I guess Bernie wants to know what kind of check she'd have to do in order to figure out if she could... Like okay, so this is what I'm thinking, and you tell me if what check I need to do to think if so if uh, Bernie knows if it's remotely possible. Sure, we are still connected by the telepathy. Yes, Bernie wants to use that connection to cast dispel magic on Carlton's mind to, in order to get rid of the invader because there's a connection. Like she's she, I feel like her, you know, like she's. F- not only she's mentally connected but it's a magical connection so in julia's logic and therefore bernie's logic magic can travel down that connection and she can send her magic through that connection to dispel
2: magic conduit
3: magic let me that
4: is an interesting
2: (laughs) we have stumped the dm
4: it's not stumping. I'm 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 having to double check something and figure out. Here's what I want you to do. I want Bernie to roll an Arcana check. Oh my!
0: Yeah. Did Bernie let us know about that she wanted to do this? Because Jonathan, the magic muscular, can help. He can like Bernie... maybe flex his magic muscles and strengthen the uh, telepathic bond. Can he? I don't know.
3: I don't know.
4: Neither of you know, but I'll let I'll let you decide whether Bernie wants to be saying this out loud or in yeah, her head I, or to her companions. I, well, yeah,
3: I think so because she's. I think the way I'm thinking through it with you, Lauren, the DM, going, okay, does the rules even allow for this? I think Bernie would be thinking through it. Jonathan, like, you can't get me inside, but maybe you don't have to because I am sort of already, and she's going to be thinking this, I think, to prove her point. I'm sort of, I'm already there, right? Like, there's got to be some kind of magic channel that connects our brains So theoretically, if my thoughts can go down that channel, can't my magic?
0: If that is a channel, let's let's dredge that channel and widen that bitch. Let's do it.
3: Okay.
4: So here's here's what I'm gonna say then. Let me get my arcana. Oh look, yeah, I need uh, Bernie to make an arcana check with advantage because of Jonathan. So you go ahead and roll that. Uh, Let's. Go around the table here. Carlton, what did you roll in your attack roll?
2: Uh, Swinging wildly. I got a 24 to hit whatever is, I think, where this guy might be because he's fucking with my head and I know he goes invisible. And Carlton doesn't realize that to him, he just feels the tentacles whenever the guy is nearby, the Bahana. So he must be nearby.
4: Okay. You do not connect with anything, but you are, you're controlled enough in your anger and your rage to not hit any of your friends who are nearby. Um so you're being very calculated and 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 precise in those swipes. Travancore, what did you roll in your perception check?
1: 23.
4: Excellent. Woo! You do not see any sign of this creature, but something else catches your eye. Probably because Carlton stopped shoveling stuff into the bag of holding, for a moment you get a chance to actually look at the the pile before you. You're looking for one of these instruments. You reach down and you pick up uh, one of the the gold pieces that's part of this pile of stuff. It feels a little off. And you take a really long look at it, and you kind of scratch it with your thumb a little bit. No, this isn't this isn't gold. And you drop it, and it doesn't make any kind of clinking noises like you expect. And you think for a moment about what this creature seems to be able to do, and you don't think any of this is real.
1: Guys, this this is fool's gold.
3: Fool's gold? How? This Fuck ma-
1: us! It, this isn't real treasure. This is Fuck. about as real as that door.
3: <laughs> I have been
0: researching a spell, and I need some cash because I need a thing. But I needed cash.
3: And we can yeah. get quick cash. Yeah, we you have know. I know. Two kidneys. <laughs> Humans have two kidneys, right? Wait, what? Not what? <laughs> Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> what is your role on your Arcana track? Uh, With advantage, Bertie got a 14, which is pretty accurate considering he- she has no bonuses.
4: Yeah. So you think for a moment about the connection that you have and what's what's going on with Carlton and the fact that he can feel when this thing is rifling around in his his brain. You don't think you can dispel it because it doesn't seem to be a constant effect. You think this might be something that you can help Carlton fight against. And you also believe, and and Jonathan, as, as you're kind of mind to mind or out loud kind of quickly going through some options, you also believe that this isn't something that this creature could do far away, that it'd have to be relatively close by. And so you could either try to help Carlton to resist it the next time it happened or and or get out of its range of influence but you don't think casting dispel is going to work because this isn't you don't think this is a like a constant effect you think because carlton he talks about feeling it rifling around and then stopping and then feeling it rifling around that this is something that the creature is continuing to do what would you like to do
3: carlton Uh uh-huh next time you feel it in your brain i want you to touch your nose
2: Touch my nose. Do I still feel it in my brain?
4: Um, I don't think so.
0: I'm going to check. All right. Well, if there's no treasure in here, there's no reason to stay. And this is where this creature was hanging around. So this might be some sort of weird area effect. So let's, let's GTFO. Let's head back down to where the pieces were leading and see if that goes to where maybe an instrument was kept.
4: As Jonathan says this, yeah, Carlton, you do actually still, it's it's not as prevalent as before, but yes, it's still in your head. I just
0: start tapping
3: my nose. Tap- How can Bernie, like, what would it look like to help him, help him throw it off? Like, would he just be making a wisdom check and Bernie would like aid him? Uh-huh.
4: Aha. I'll just give, I'll just, I'll just give this to you. You describe, between what Carlton is describing and what Travancore is seeing and what you are able to discern uh, Jonathan believes that this creature is casting some kind of detect thoughts, and Carlton would need to basically make uh he would basically need to get this thing out of his brain, and you think he would need to use his intelligence to do that.
3: Carlton. Uh-huh. Despite many much evidence to the contrary, you are not an idiot.
2: I know. But I like how people think it. it let's them, I know. it keeps them off guard. So
3: if you want this thing out of your brain, Carlton, Uh you can push it out.
2: Oh, why didn't anybody tell me that?
4: Uh, Because no one knew what was going on and you never tried to fight it. Would you like to try to fight?
2: Carlton makes the the strange face like opal of the mind. Like I'm trying to like literally push him out.
3: I want you to imagine that it is tentacles rifling through the filing cabinet of your mind. Oh,
2: and then there's little Bernie chopping it up into sushi.
4: Yes. All right, Carlton, I need you to make an intelligence check.
2: Check or throw? Uh, Check. Okay. That's a 12.
4: You try to push it out of your brain and it clings. It's still there.
2: Nope, still technically. I got some big suction cups on this motherfucker. Can I try again?
4: In six seconds, yes. (laughs) If you'd like to. What, What are the rest of you doing during this time? Basically, he can... Every, every, he gets an action to do this, so.
2: (laughs) it basically until I plop a blood vessel.
0: (laughs) Huh, so, I'm looking at my, I don't really have anything that can help you, Carlton. I feel Uh, like. I mean, I could turn you into a monster.
3: No, Carlton, it's not about what, I don't think we can help you magically.
2: Can you guide him? Yeah. If Lauren. Oh yeah, that would be a check. (laughs) What does Mm. guidance? What
3: does guidance do? Well, I was just thinking she would sit there and like help him calm down. I don't think guidance guidance actually would do anything. Yeah, it's a
2: d4 to a skill check.
3: Oh yeah, I guess I could. Where's my where's guidance? What is it? It's a cantrip. Cantrip. Cantrips. Of course, I can burn cantrips. That's what they're there for. Um, so I think guidance is gonna look like Bernie is gonna uh go up and hold. Because it's got to look like something. I think she's got to hold Carlton's hand and she's going to tell him to imagine that he is slamming. Your mind is filled with doors and windows. And you don't have to close them all at once. But we're going to close them all individually. Okay. One by one.
2: One by one. And then we're going to dance off to save the universe. Yes. But first,
3: I want you to picture. All the doors in your mind, Carlton.
2: All of them. I want you to
3: close them. And I want you to lock them.
2: Okay. And now you're
3: going to go around to every window, and you're going to make sure it's shut, and you're going to lock that too.
2: Okay. Including the doggy door?
3: Including the doggy door. Nail it shut, man. Or if you don't want to nail it shut, perhaps you could put a flamethrower on top of it. So if anybody sticks their head through, they'll die anyway.
2: It's calamari instead of sushi. Got it.
4: All right, Carlton, I'm going to let you you get the D4 from guidance. I'm also going to give you advantage because that was fun.
2: All right. And in that case, uh, the high will be a 17.
4: You have this meditative moment with Bernie as she guides you through locking down your mind. And by the end of it, you do not feel those tentacles anymore.
2: Hey, he's out. Let's go. Let's,
0: let's go. Ooh, Woo! Hey, uh, before you do, and I'll help, let's uh, let's get that food, fool's goals out real quick.
1: Actually, let's move. We'll do that later. We're, we'll Yeah, do it later. It'll probably disappear on its own if it's an illusion anyway. Well, I yeah. think we just
0: loaded a bunch of worthless metal into our bag. All right,
1: we can dump uh, it out later. Plenty of time for that. And um, while we're wa- moving and getting out of this room and heading elsewhere. Travancore wants to think about what he saw with the illusion and figure out whether the Balhamet or whatever it is was in fact an extension or that part of it may have been an illusion of another creature, whether he can ascertain that.
4: Okay, actually I'll say because you, you did some thinking about this earlier and some checks uh, and between all of you you kind of figured out what this is, this Balhaneth. I, yeah, I think Jonathan actually remembered what this thing was. And between the two of you, you do know that illusions are kind of its speciality and it shapes the world around it Uh. to be more appealing. So you get the sense, not only was it creating some of these illusions, like blocking off the entrance to this cavern, like blocking off the entrance to the the full lair, you're pretty sure whatever you've just shoveled into your bag of holding was real, but not what you think it is. It's probably probably dirt it's probably mud it's probably rocks
1: it's in the bag though so we're gonna reach our bag and we're not gonna get it out until we figure out what the right thing is so it's gonna be a fun guessing game to play well we saw, very true. we saw some of it so i i think
0: i think between us we can kind of figure it out well, we'll if we get keep, there
2: if we grab the one coin that Travagore that you had and then you walk out with it you'll see what it turns into that's a good and point we'll no yeah
1: hold yeah hold on to that all right yeah i grab a coin on the way out Carlton's
2: using the smart part of the brain. He's locked down the dumb parts. Good job, Carlton.
0: Are you a fan of fantasy role-playing? Looking for more D&D action outside your normal campaign? Do you enjoy laughing uncontrollably? Look no further than the You Meet in a Tavern podcast. Follow the continuing adventures of Tug, Durf, and Carl as Dungeon Master Joe leads them on the adventure of a lifetime worked four 20-somethings with dull jobs by day, letting our inner nerd kids shine in our first-ever fifth-edition D&D campaign together. Fans are calling it a gripping tale with a talented cast, a large source of encouragement to get myself in my own D&D group, the funniest D&D podcast I've ever listened to. But don't take it from them. Check out You Meet in a Tavern for yourself on all your favorite podcast apps. That's You Meet in a Tavern, Because every good story starts in a bar. We here at Dungeon Drunks
4: are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons Dragons-based clicker game available on Steam, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, Dice Camera Action, C-Team, Force Grey, and even more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. And speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest for the Steam version of the game to all of our listeners. Now, this code expires on March 17th, 2019 at 8pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. L-O-T-A o h e d f i q h w a g e so use that code and then let us know on twitter or instagram what goodies you got and now enough of the loot drops back to the show You grab a coin on the way out. Uh, you get to the area that you had been traversing when you first got into this place. It's the the slow spiral either up or down. Um, do you want to exit or would you like to continue on down?
0: Continue down. And as we yeah. leave, uh, Jonathan the muscular is going to uh, go up to Bernie, kind of give her a little a little tiny friendly shove and be like, hey, that was good. Good job.
3: Thank you. I know. I try
0: you, you succeed.
3: I was going to cast Calm Emotions by proxy and try to get the Bahamoth high. <laughs> but I don't know if I have enough spell slots
0: for wait, that. So wait, hold on. huh?
3: So, a a
0: contact telepathy high? I don't know. I didn't happen. think that was real.
3: I like, think a lot of things were real and then, well, they are, so.
1: Oh man, they call them fingers, but what are they thinking? Are they thinking me? Are they
4: thinking me? I'm assuming you all are having this conversation. In- We're moving, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Our yeah. yeah. No. no, through,
1: through our Aries, telepathic bond or whatever it is.
4: Okay, so then that that answers some of that question. As you move down, uh, once again, down these winding this winding path, do you are you going quickly? Are you trying to be cautious? Are you trying
0: to be slow? Detective the Magimuscular wants to investigate.
4: Okay, but how quickly are you moving, at, or how carefully are you moving?
0: I mean, we got kind of effed in the A
1: just now, so probably rather cautiously. Yeah, I mean, I could do Pass Without Trace again if you guys want, but yeah, I have, after that I'd have one level two spell slot left, so I only use a lot of the twos, so if you want to do Pass, would you like to proceed in a sneaky fashion? Probably couldn't hurt. I
2: mean, it would make it harder for things to detect us.
1: I cast Pass Without Trace. Then I would love a
4: stealth check from everybody. And then after the stealth check, Jonathan, give me an investigation check.
1: It's a plus 10 bonus on top of your regular bonus. Oh, Buck's that Idiot is with us too.
0: Uh, I sent him away, but the plan was for him to stay up and be out of danger and not try and fly into a, into the Balhamnath Death Star. Oh, no. I don't know what a Death Star is. Oh, no.
4: <laughs> you but... could send him back up if you want, now that he knows. No,
0: but... he's got to stay with us because we're... Now, ex- exiting on the ship isn't an option.
4: He also is still in his seagull form, and so sitting on your shoulder, it's awkward because he is super big, and he's got those weird webbed feet, and oh, I still it's love bad. him,
2: though. All right. Yeah.
4: Okay. Let's go around the room. Carlton, what'd you get?
2: Uh, after the Pass Without Trace bonus, that'll be a 29.
4: Oh, I' right. Sneaking. We're doing the sneaking? We're doing yep. the sneaking. Travancore and Shadow. We're
1: doing the sneaks. Best of times, worst of times. Travancore rolls natural 20. Everybody Woo, drink. drink. That's a 38 <laughs> for those keeping home. You just went home. <laughs> but uh it is the worst of times because Shadow rolled a 15, which sounds pretty great until you realize it's natural 1.
4: <laughs> you natural 20 to natural 1. That's I amazing. Did. Okay, so he doesn't completely fail to sneak, but before we move along, why is Shadow having such a hard time staying quiet and staying stealthy?
1: Ah. Uh, Shadow is a little bit mad at his senses right now, because normally he's the one who knows what's real and what's not. Like, these humanoids, alvinoids, they, they get tricked all the time. But Shadow? Shadow's nose knows. And this Shadow's nose did not know in this circumstance, and it's kind of pissing him off a little bit.
4: So he's just kind of stuck in his own uh, his own head. I, I didn't. I didn't know, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, Jonathan and Bucks.
0: Uh, Jonathan, the muscular gets a mighty, uh, let's see, 225. With the past without trace, and then Bucks the uh, spectacular uh, has a we'll call it a twenty eight. We'll call it or well, is because he's a seagull. <laughs> so owls sneak, and for reasons that we have explored before, we know why owls are so sneaky. But yep. he is a seagull, so I figure it's probably not as good.
4: Probably not. Okay. Wait, has it been an what? hour?
0: Has it been an hour yet or
4: no? An hour yet since
0: the spell is cast. So it's uh basically what you do is you cast Find Familiar again, mm-hmm. and you change his form, and he stays that way until I cast Find Familiar
1: again. Oh, I thought it was something else. I thought it was polymorph. No, it, It's uh, He's not polymorph, now. Okay, what's polymorph? Okay. Oh, that's rough.
2: He'll be a seagull. Yeah, for he's a, a seagull
1: for a little while, so nice, nice form for a maritime adventure. Buck gull up! All
4: right. Finally, we need a Bernie and a Cocos Newt, uh stealth check.
3: Well, Bernie got a twenty-two with pass without a trace, and Cocos Newt got a nineteen.
4: Nice. All right. So, despite the fact that Shadow is a little distracted, it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing, and he's not bumping into walls or anything. And definitely, the pass without a- what I'm going to say is the pass without the a- without trace is more his friends gathered around him, and for once, he's in the center of the pack. So when he like gets a little distracted by his thoughts the rest of you kind of urge him on and you're you're keeping pretty quiet it's it's still a long way down you you go for another four or five minutes of walking just careful steady walking uh jonathan give me your
0: investigation check as you go all right i believe that is going to be a soft 20
4: excellent You notice that the dirt finally goes away and this is now just stone. The passageway still is uh, rough enough that it is obviously carved from parts of it natural, but parts of it also you can even see little bits of old scrape marks from where whatever giant clawed hand helped guide open this passageway made it happen you continue as i said for another 4 or 5 minutes spiraling down it's 200 feet going down hitting a landing coming around it's 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 almost repetitive and weird and then you hit the landing and you look around the corner and you notice that this downward slope is only about 50-75 feet it's relatively short and the passageway finally forks for the first time since you've entered it. You now, you can see it forking in a left and a right path that are going in two slightly different directions. Everyone roll perception checks. Ooh! Does anybody we'll make this simple. Does anybody roll over a 16? I do. 18.
2: does.
0: Jonathan and Bucks both do.
3: Okay. And me. Sorry, Bernie. Hold on. I can do one for the doggo. The doggo gets to perceive things. The doggo
0: hey! got a 17. Hey, you're riding the doggo, so you're good. <laughs> All right, for those
4: of you who who got over the DC, you don't see anything, but from the right passageway, faintly echoing, you hear voices. It's still way too far away for anybody that can even hear it to understand what they're saying or hear what the uh, the language is, but you very distinctly hear two different voices speaking. And it, they kind of echo off the halls. You hear a...
0: How long do you figure the R- Rari's telepathic bond has been up?
4: Probably about 30, 40 minutes, I'd say, total. Because okay. you passed it just before you entered this place. The fight with the Balhanath actually didn't take very long. Carlton was basically just stuck there for like 10 minutes or so as you, you all talked. So yeah, I'd say probably 40 minutes. You probably still have a good 20 minutes left.
0: Okay, I tell everyone in the... I put a pop-up in everyone's... Uh... In everyone's thing, like if you've ever been to top golf, when you get the reminder that your bay is about to you've got like 15 minutes on your bay or whatever, I put up a pop-up that says this call will end in 20 minutes I don't okay. know why I, I don't know why I put it like that. It's weird. Jonathan the Magic Muscular just wants to let you all know that you know we're almost done with this, about 66 percent through. Okay Jonathan, Jonathan the Magic Muscular out. 10 four. I'm still
2: but we still so still
0: much You don't have to respond to that. but we, we could still talk. I know. Sorry. Okay. Uh, but, 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 uh, do you think, Jonathan the Muscular, you could switch me back to my, my noble owl form at some point? But, uh, uh, I, 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 I don't like this, this seagull. Uh, Jonathan the Muscular kind of ignores him because he's concentrating.
4: What would you like to do?
1: Sneak. I think we head in the direction, sneakily, of the voices. We do exaggerated sneak walking. Yeah, like Scooby, exaggerated Scooby-Doo style better? Yeah. Walking. Okay. Coco okay.
0: does the high step Sneak mm-hmm. walk for that is dog does. It looks Ba-dum. like
3: you know when Ba-dum. you put booties Ba-dum. on a dog Ba-dum. Ba-dum. for the first Ba-dum. Ba-dum. time and they're like bleh, bleh, Yeah bleh. <laughs>
4: except it's sneaky. Except it's totally sneaky. Okay. I would love a marching order of sorts. The cavern is wide enough that you, you can be as many across as you would like, but who's gonna who's gonna go first? Who's gonna be behind them? What what kind of is your marching order? Uh
2: Carl Carlton usually takes point. On these types of things. I
0: nominate uh Sir Sir Sneakerton of uh I've forgotten everything. That's
1: that's <laughs> not one of my titles, by
0: the
3: way. <laughs> oh god, uh, it is now, right. Sir Sneakerton uh, of Sneaksville. Sir
0: Sneakerton of Pecanum.
3: The
4: distraught look that oh Jonathan just gave is just
3: like
0: Oh
1: I've
4: forgotten everything. The titular
1: sea of Sneaky to is not going to be restored until next year. Um, so yeah, Travancore will walk side by side with uh, Carlton Tanks, and then Shadow's going to be right behind Travancore. All right. Okay. And I say capital S spellcasters take up the rear.
3: Yeah, works for me.
2: We fist bump. All ball. right. <laughs> you continue. Well, Travancore's a capital S now. No. He's got druids. It's, it's, he'll get there.
0: <laughs> no. He's on his way. No. I believe
2: in you, Travancore. You're capital S than me. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I'm glad
1: someone does. No, just kidding.
2: We'll ju- we'll just call ourselves Team Heavy Hitters. Look, he's or cap- Team g- Yes, or
1: he is he is heavy capital hitters. A with a fucking arrow to your. But about that strong? Uh, how about Team Good at Foosball? <laughs> <laughs> team team foosball. foosball. Team Foosball. Team Foosball. Team Foosball casters.
3: <laughs> that's fine bernie bernie is a hundred percent okay with that <laughs> as you
4: have this um reassuring conversation in your head thanks to R- rary's telepathic bond you head down the right passage you can see that it's it's more of this stone passage it's a bit smaller than what you've been traveling through so far but not not a ton smaller it's still something that you think an ancient dragon could fit through uh, it's still going down deep into the earth, and you can see fairly far ahead, just the faintest glimmer of a very soft light. And these voices get a
1: little bit
4: louder. I'll just ask to make life easy. Does anyone speak goblin?
1: Oh, actually, I do. Okay. Oh, nice. Because I speak everything. Yeah, common and elf, and conic and goblin, and silver common, and tuskler and giant. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right,
4: but no one else speaks goblin
1: i no, okay. sorry, I was
0: clapping. <laughs> <Or>
4: <laughs> all right. As you uh, head down this passage, you, Travancore, all of you can hear the voices a little bit clearer and it's distinctly two different voices. And Travancore, what you hear is, well, I don't know. Do you think they're going to have some more of that, that fruit that they found down below? Well, I hope so. That was, that was really good, but we got to, Trade for some more of that. We'll have to find some more people to trade with. What do you, What do you think is going to happen? Mm, we'll, we'll We'll see what happens in the next couple of days. I mean, we're only going to stay here for another week or two. It's, it's too dangerous to stay, right? That That's up to the, the tribe leader. We'll have to see what they come up with. You know? As long as we're making money, that's That's all that really matters. Why should we go back below?
0: Jonathan the muscular all of a sudden doesn't want to kill these guys. <laughs> so. And... Well,
4: I was gonna say at the moment, Travancore is the only one that can understand them.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I relay that that they they appear to be merchants of some kind. <gasps>
3: Jonathan. Yeah. And she's whispering, even though she knows, like it's in everyone's brain.
1: Jonathan, I just need to make back. this
3: in- incredibly clear that she knows she can speak it for a volume. Uh, this is a this is a personal choice. Jonathan.
2: Yeah. Jonathan. Yeah.
3: You know how. You've always wanted to use sleep, and it's never really worked out.
2: <laughs> Ever it has. He put At me to sleep. All.
3: Except for that one time you put Carl to sleep. What if you put these guys to sleep? And it probably still won't really work, but it could be fun. So,
0: I was just reviewing, Jonathan the Muscular was reviewing the spells in his mind, and unfortunately he didn't commit sleep to it. However, I did commit hold person.
3: I can cast calm emotion.
2: Mm,
1: yeah, I, I think a whole person's a bit more hostile than we want to go. Calm emotions. I mean, any kind of spell casting on somebody might set them off a little bit, so I mean they might be calm for a little bit, but what happens afterwards, I mean I want to see if there's a way to proceed sneakily and maybe avoid these guys altogether. We can certainly try. I'll just, that's, if, if
0: things go bad, I'll just hold them both. Yeah, that works. At least we're okay. Bernie, you can do hold person too, right?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to do the one where everyone's high.
1: I know. All right, I like calm emotions. We, you know what, we didn't commit to Bernie's last plan of action. I say we commit to this one
3: to try it. I mean sneaking passes actually probably yeah. for the best.
1: Sneak is A, motions is B, whole person is C. Arrows are D. <laughs> Arrows are A. They start with A. Thanks, thanks buddy.
4: All right. At the moment, you can't see these these creatures that are talking. You can only hear, uh, so you would have to get a lot closer before anybody could see anybody. Would you like to all continue as a group forward, or are you only a couple of you, or what would you like to do? We
1: sneak as a group. We sneak yeah. as one. Team sneak.
4: Team okay. sneak. We're all on
1: team sneak.
4: I would like, as you now get uh, much closer to these two creatures, I would like uh, one more stealth check from everybody.
1: You got it. <laughs> Well, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. not Uh-oh. bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. These are huh. so much worse. Oh dear.
4: All right. Not too shelty. Uh,
2: af- so that was a seven, but thanks to Pass Without Trace, it's a 17.
4: Okay. And Travancore and Shadow?
1: 37 for Travancore and a f- 18 for Shadow.
4: And uh, Jonathan and Bucks?
0: Jonathan the Magic Muscular gets a 16, and Bucks, Bucks Fish Eater gets a uh 19.
4: And Bernie and Coco Snoot.
3: (sighs) Bernie got a 19. And luckily Coco Snoot got a 27.
4: Okay, so you quietly descend down this cavern. It is still very large, but once again, there's no outcroppings. There's nowhere to really hide. You're just being as quiet and, and kind of hugging the sides of the wall as you go. As you continue forward, the slope of this cavern starts to very slowly bank out so that it's it's something a little more flat. And you can see way down in front of you, maybe 50, 60 feet, where it finally starts to flatten out again. You see these two figures that have been talking. And the light that you would notice is coming from behind them. It's a bit brighter now. It's not, it doesn't look like, incredibly bright light you think it might be something dim but it's coming from way behind them Travancore. as you get much much closer you hear them continuing to talk and the uh you hear well i don't i don't i don't know like how how long are we gonna stay here uh just filking these idiots out of what they got before we we take off you know it's it, we can we can do what we want with the humans, but it's the it's the Minotaurs that are the problem. And the second one responds with, "I don't care as long as they don't cause any trouble." You know, we haven't had to actually fight anything in a while, and they're they're keeping the the crazy mind suckers away, and that's all that matters. And then there's this weird pause, and then the one says, "I hate those things."
1: Oh yeah, Travancore hits up the uh, TB. Uh, that does not. That's no, not a very friendly acronym, but anyway, the team telepathy brain? bond. Uh, telepathy bond.
3: Oh, that's yeah. Also, and a he thing mentions. Is. I
1: think these two goblins have run into the uh, the cultists we're looking for. They mentioned humans and minotaurs. They're bilking out of money, which makes me like them even more.
4: And at that point, you all hear something call from one of these creatures. You hear it call in goblin, and then you hear it call again. In common. So Travancore, you basically hear it say the same thing twice. You hear this thing call out, Hey! Hey! Uh, listen, didn't we tell you not to sneak? Just come forward, It's uh, and you can talk with us. And then you hear the second goblin. Travancore, you hear it in goblin say, You you know they can't talk. That, isn't that insensitive? I, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Come on! Come on! Do we have to, like, do this dance every time? Just come and
3: give the the, you know, the signal. It'll be fine.
1: I relay all that verbatim to the party.
3: How much time? We got, like, 20 minutes, right? If the cultists can't talk, can we pretend to be cultists by not talking?
0: I think we would give ourselves away just by maybe being unfamiliar. But they're That's probably okay. waiting on us, so we should we do We can something.
2: be new recruits.
0: Okay, Let's try that.
2: <laughs> it's Hail Tiamat all over again. It's <laughs> Hail
0: Tiamat all over again. We've done this before. We're, we're all We've here. We've gone full circle. We're, full, we're, we're so much wiser. Hopefully, it's not full circle. That would mean this is the end. Uh, so, uh, yes.
1: Hey, you're going hey, hey, to make tra- up tra- your tra- minds. Come tra- on. Tra- P- P- pats Jonathan on the head and says, buddy, circles don't have ends. Just like <sighs> friendship.
3: Which is magic, Actually, so which
1: means it, that, something the pat, that, that- Pat, is, it's physical, but the, the saying is still Rory's telepathic bond or whatever it's so, called. All right,
0: who's going who's gonna to bamboozle these goblins? I say, okay, Bernie, you got it.
3: Bernie looks like she's in a cult already. She's wearing holy things.
0: All
2: right. Yeah. Ba- all right. Bless Bay, all you. And it worked pretty well last time. Yeah.
3: Bernie does oh, yeah, like a yeah, little- Yeah, you got us in. Are you walking she, forward or- She's yes. hopping so, okay. off of Coco Snoot for the time being. Sure. Oh, I actually, I've got an idea.
0: Uh, I think this will be, this will be good because I can be the uh, backup. I'm gonna go greater invisible, and buy these guys, and so I'll be
2: here. You just, you know, one less human. Wait, would it be better to make the non-human invisible?
3: Okay, Bernie's gonna walk forward, and uh... aren't
2: they aren't they humans? The cultists?
0: Yeah, but I'm squishier. So
3: bye. All <laughs> right,
4: Jonathan vanishes.
0: What are the rest of you doing?
3: Bernie is tucking her holy symbols away so they can't be seen. She's kind of doing her best approximation of, like, pulling her cloak around her like a robe. And uh she's going to hold herself piously and, and shuffle forward. And also, like, I think given what we know that they're, like, sneaky, she's gonna, like, look like she's sort of, like, abashedly sneaky. That's her, like, uh... The okay. persona she's putting on.
1: What about the rest of you? Are you following or are you staying behind? Uh Travancore, channeling Thane Creos, who he's not supposed to know but somehow does, is going to find the darkest place with the best view.
4: You're gonna stay behind? Yeah. Okay. And Carlton?
1: I'll stay with Bernie as
2: acting like her like entourage, her like her Patsy, her, her bodyguard.
4: Okay. And what are Coco Snoot and Shadow and Bucks doing? Uh
1: Shadow's gonna hang out with me.
3: Okay. Yeah, Coco Snoot's gonna go with them. Stay with
4: Travancore and Shadow, you mean? Okay. And Bucks, is he hanging out with you, Jonathan? You're invisible.
0: He is going. I'm invisible. Uh, he is gonna perch on Coco Snoot's head. Okay.
4: All right. So Bernie and Carlton walk forward while the rest of you hang behind. Jonathan, are you following them forward, invisible?
0: I'm following. I'm basically like keeping my invisible self keeping carlton in between like the goblins and me so i'm kind of like following behind
4: thanks for listening to our adventure if you've enjoyed our show visit us at dungeondrunks.com for links to all of our social media pictures and bio of our cast a full list of credits and more we'd appreciate it if you left us a review and we would love it if you come support us on patreon visit patreon.com dungeondrunks to sign up thanks again and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.